Thank you for tuning in to the Lucrative Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Christian Haddon. Check out episode one if you want to learn a little more about me and the vision behind this podcast. If you have already joined the tribe by subscribing, thank you and welcome back. Now, I usually have something interesting to share with you guys, but things have been pretty chill and normal this week. Since I was out of commission for a few weeks due to having all of my wisdom teeth extracted at once, I'm playing catch up and getting things in order so that I can bring in 2022 with good habits and routines already established. I don't do the New Year's resolutions. I change on demand as needed. Constantly improving every day, right? So I'm organizing my home, my life, my business, getting back on track with the podcast, settling into a new role, which I don't think I mentioned before. So I guess I do have news to share. So yeah, I resigned from my position of 12 years as the fiscal manager at a nonprofit. Now I'm settling into a new role with a new nonprofit that I joined at the top of the month. It was definitely a bittersweet moment in my life. A change was definitely needed. But the pandemic really highlighted this fact and honestly really pushed me to move in a new direction. Like any relationship, when you get to the point to where it's time to come to an end, sometimes it's difficult to separate yourself after all these years, right? You may be afraid of what else is out there. What if you run into the same situation? You sometimes talk yourself out of it by focusing on the good moments, giving the benefit of the doubt or second guessing yourself, wondering if you needed to try harder or do better. But after you keep running into the same issues over and over and over and over, (laughs) you have to decide to try something different. And it may take a few tries before you get it right. So this is me trying something different in an attempt to really restore balance in my life and to set new routines so that I am the best position to excel at everything that I have in front of me. My mindset and mental health is extremely important, as is yours, and stress can really slow you down. So I did what I had to do, and so far it appears to be a really great decision. I feel like a person. I don't feel bad about life happening. I'm learning new things. I'm able to create, and I am fully supported, which is so important to me. People will try to convince you that you have to accept that when you are at work, Your personal challenges don't matter. I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. There are organizations that lead with what is best for their staff. And because of that, staff continue to show up and excel. Reciprocation goes a long way. Now, in full transparency, there are sometimes trade-offs, especially when there is an urgent need to make a change. I took a pay cut to gain balance and the opportunity to be fully remote. But thankfully, I'm serious about keeping my finances in order and making sure I have a little cushion to carry me in situations like these. So don't worry about me. I'm the type to ask for a $15,000 raise at once and get it. (laughs) When I started my last job, I came in as an intern making $18,000 a year with a bachelor's degree in finance. Yeah, but after six years, I worked my way up to a management position at about $75,000 a year. And when I left, I was just a few grand shy of six figures. 
I don't say this to brag. I say this because a lot of times we, especially women, don't advocate for what we deserve. I made sure I understood all the roles in my department to some degree, made improvements to streamline work, and wrote letters to the CEO describing what I did and how much money I would save the organization after they paid me my new price. (laughs) And I've helped other people do the same. You have to be comfortable with the level up, whether in the workplace or in your own business. So if you need some tips or a strategy, connect with me. I got you. (laughs) Seriously. When you know your value, you'll get your worth. All right. Enough about my life lessons. Let's jump into today's episode. Last week, we chatted about establishing your financial foundation. There are so many people out there advising people on what to do with their financing, investing in this and that, trading personal credit for business credit, borrowing from life insurance policies. I know you've heard it all. And while all of this is great and encouraged, it's easy to mess it all up if you don't have a solid plan in place. So if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen Matter of fact, if you miss any of the previous episodes, go back and listen. (laughs) Seriously, these discussions are meant to build on each other. And sometimes you have to start from the beginning in order to have a full and thorough understanding. So that's established. Today, we are going to get into the foundation of investing and saving for retirement. But wait, Christian, you're about to talk about finances. Don't you need to tell us that this episode is for informational and educational purposes only, that you are not providing advice, that everyone has a unique set of circumstances that must be considered before making any type of financial decision. So we should discuss any strategy that we are considering with a trusted advisor. And that applies to what we hear on this show and any other source. See, that's why I really rock with y'all. Y'all make sure I have all my bases covered. So yes, to all of that, please do your due diligence and connect with an expert about your specific situation. Okay, (laughs) so retirement and investing, where do we start? Well, before you can invest, you need to have money to invest. And if you don't already have it or have access to money to fund your investments, You have to live within your means and save before you can begin investing and building wealth. This is why it's so important to really look at and understand your big financial picture, your debt, taxes, retirement contributions, insurance coverage, and see how investing fits into that mix. All things are possible, but in order to properly plan, you have to understand. Bars again, right? (laughs) Like, am I in the wrong profession? Should I try being a ghostwriter or something? No. Okay, I'll stick to what I know. (laughs) So while you are saving for your initial investment, you need to do your homework. Don't move on an investment just because someone told you to do so. This is your hard-earned money. And like all things, there are hidden costs that need to be taken into consideration. Are there any transaction fees, management fees, commissions? What impact will the investments have on your income taxes? And outside of the monetary costs, investing into things like real estate or launching a small business can be extremely time consuming, trust me. (laughs) So you also have to take into consideration your time availability. And that could be the reason why you opt out of investing in a small business and decide to put your money into mutual funds instead. If you don't know what a mutual fund is, don't worry, I will explain later. 
Another important thing to remember when you begin getting into the investing world is that timing is everything. And I'm not talking about from the perspective of someone trying to convince you that now is the time to buy whatever it is that they are selling. (laughs) I'm talking specifically about the timing of your goals. Yes, you already know what works for you, what's in your best interest is completely different from the next person. So if you need access to your money in less than a year, your best option is less risky investments, which typically mean lower returns. Money that you don't need right away can be put into more risky growth investments. But with this, you have to understand that patience is a virtue. There will be highs and lows. It's tough to stick with something that is not performing well, but you have to have faith in your decision and remember what made you get into it in the first place. Now, if those reasons no longer hold true, by all means, do what you got to do. Yes, I'm still talking about investments, but if you can apply it to any other areas of your life, by all means, no judging over here. (laughs) And the last thing that I want to recommend that you do before getting into the market is just making sure you are staying in touch with things that will impact your investments. Subscribe to trusted blogs, podcasts, or whatever else that will be giving you quality information to keep you in the know. You don't always get what you pay for. Some people are selling pure BS, so taking advantage of the free resources can help you when it's time to choose a trusted advisor so you know a little something something when you are interviewing the person that's going to help you in this space. So we got the fundamentals out of the way. What are the different investment types? Well, there are many, but I am only going to focus on a select few, and those are stocks and bonds, mutual funds, retirement accounts, cryptocurrency, and insurance. We will get into real estate and small business investing in 2022, so be sure to stay locked in and subscribed. So when you buy stock, you are buying ownership into a publicly traded company, and you make money by selling the stock when the price is higher than what you paid for it. On the flip side, you lose money when the price goes down. When you purchase bonds, you are basically lending money to the company. Just like when you take out a loan, you pay interest on that loan. Well, now you're on the flip side and collecting interest from the company. After you have held the bond for the amount of time agreed upon, which is when the bond matures, you get your principal back. These are typically less risky than stocks and therefore lower reward. But if the company is going out of business, the bondholders get first dibs on being paid before the owners are paid. So please take note of that. Mutual funds are investment strategies that allow you to pool your money together with other investors to purchase a collection of stocks, bonds, or other securities that might be difficult to recreate on your own. This is often referred to as a portfolio. There is a formula used to determine the price of the mutual fund, and this price varies based on the value of the securities held by the portfolio at the end of each business day. You can have an actively managed fund where the buy or sell decisions are made by a portfolio manager. Um, Their goal is to outperform the index that is being followed. If the portfolio is passively managed, it performs based on the index being followed, like the S&P 500. You may have also heard of the term ETF, which is an exchange-traded fund. It's similar to a mutual fund, but instead of being purchased through a fund company, the shares are bought and sold on the stock market. 
Now, another way to get into these previously mentioned investments is through a retirement plan. Some are sponsored by employers and may include the employer matching your contribution, such as a 401k plan or 403b plan. So if your employer offers this, I recommend that you take advantage so you can get that additional money. For example, if you make $40,000 and you contribute 4% to your 401k, your employer will match your 4%. So in essence, you are being paid an extra $1,600 a year, which is also earning interest. If you do not have access to an employer-sponsored plan, you could look into an individual retirement accounts, also known as an IRA. You have probably heard of a traditional or a Roth. The benefit of some retirement accounts is the fact that your money is invested pre-tax, with the exception of the Roth IRA, which is after-tax money. But for the pre-tax accounts, let's say you make $50,000 a year and put 10 grand into a qualified pre-tax account, you only have a tax liability on the $40,000. And that's not taking into consideration any other tax deductions or credits that you may have. So that's a huge plus. Now, cryptocurrency is the newer kid on the block chain, right? <laughs> that was funny, right? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> a blockchain, simply put, is a type of database that collects information together in groups known as blocks that hold sets of information. What type of information is held is determined by the creator. Blocks have certain storage capacities, and when they're filled, they are closed and linked to the previously filled block, forming a chain of data, hence the name. This continues with each new piece of information. This system guarantees the integrity and security of each record, which generates trust without the need of a middleman. Cryptocurrencies are built using blockchain technology. A well-known cryptocurrency is Bitcoin. These are digital currencies that you can buy or sell on the cryptocurrency exchanges. Digital currency is just a payment method that only exists electronically. There is no tangible form like with money, you have paper and coins that you can actually touch. So it makes sense why the record keeping needs to be so precise, right? These are risky investments due to how quickly they can go up or down, which is why some investors use them to add to their portfolio and don't put all of their money into it. Another investment you can find using blockchain technology is NFTs or non-fungible tokens, which are digital assets that represent a real-world asset. NFTs are used to purchase things like digital artwork, digital real estate, images of physical objects, etc. The goal of NFTs is to make sure digital creations are basically stamped as originals to establish ownership or bragging rights. If you think about it, it's pretty easy to recreate something that only exists on the digital world. You can just screenshot and you have unlimited copies of everything. But if you have the NFT, you have proof that you are the owner of the original and that everything else is fake. This is another high risk investment that could potentially have a high payout if the investor is right about the future value of the item. Meaning, is someone really gonna buy it for what the investor thinks it will be worth in the future? Another consideration when choosing investments using blockchain technology is the reputation they have around their environmental impact. Creating and verifying the transactions that make up the blockchain uses a lot of energy. 
computers are running nonstop and holding storage space, which is why you may hear or read about people blaming current weather changes on this technology. Sounds far-fetched, but who knows what the impact is, right? Commodities are another investment option. Commodities are physical products like metals, your golds and your silver. I know you hear people say buy gold all the time. Um, Commodities also include agriculture and livestock. Sudden events like weather patterns and politics can impact the price of commodities, but since this investment choice is more common in futures markets, it's not as risky as other investment options. Why? Because the contract is literally to buy or sell a set amount of a commodity at a set price in a set date in the future. (laughs) So there's not much unknown in the long term. Another tool that can be used as an investment is life insurance. Some types of policies such as whole life or variable life and universal life have a savings feature built in that allows you to build cash value in your policy over time. Variable and variable universal life insurance policies include investment accounts, in which case the cash value is actually invested. You've probably heard about buying these types of insurance policies so that you can take loans from the cash value of the policy instead of taking out a personal loan that could impact your credit score. This concept is widely known as the infinite banking concept founded by Nelson Nash. With all things, um, this concept is only a benefit if used wisely and applied correctly, as you could drastically reduce the amount your loved ones get if the debt isn't repaid before it's time to pay the death benefit, if you know what I mean. So although there are benefits to taking advantage of this, ultimately the goal of life insurance is to support your family in the event that your income needs to be replaced. So if you are interested in adding this to your mix, do your research and find a trusted advisor to get you into the right policy. Some people say they can do it, but not everybody does it correctly. Okay, so now you have a brief overview of a few of the different types of investment options. You understand that if you need access to your money in the shorter term, less risky, lower return investments would be the safer bet. If you are in it for the long term, you can take advantage of the higher risk, higher return investments. Now with the rise in fintech, which is short for financial technology, there are so many brokers and sites available to help you get into the market. Some advertise that you can get in for as low as a dollar or even purchase fractional shares if you, can, if you can't afford whole shares of stock. Um, getting a brokerage account allows you to purchase securities such as stocks, bonds, EFTs, etc. And then they also offer resources to help you with your other financial goals. You'll be able to access your money at any time, which can be a pro or a con depending on your goals and the impact it has on your taxes. Just like banks have insurance through the FDIC, a similar protection is available on your brokerage accounts through the SIPC, which is the Securities Investor Protection Corporation. Some well-known online brokers that you can research to get started in the investing space are TD Ameritrade, which is good for new investors because of the educational material that is available. There is also E-Trade Financial, which was pretty much first on the scene in this space. This also has a teaching component if you really want to learn what you're doing. 
Ally Invest is newer and is recommended if you already or you plan to do banking with Ally. Ally really appeals to people that like to have fun with learning as it has a lot of out of the box analogies and comparisons to help you understand the financial concepts. Uh, Fidelity is another great choice as it is user friendly and also includes webinars. Now, Webull and Robinhood are popular names in the fintech space. These appeal to people that just want to get in and not really concerned with having access to the educational pieces that are built into the other options. If you are looking for cryptocurrency exchanges, look into Binance.us and Coinbase. If you are interested in the foreign exchange or Forex, which is the conversion of one country's currency into the other, an option to look into is Forex.com. Forex is probably the easiest financial market to open an account in and begin training in, and it also allows you to open a demo account to practice in. One way you make money in this exchange is by buying currency pairs and then selling them at a higher price. Now you have to understand how currency pairs work and what affects their value. So educate yourself and put what you learn into the practice environment. Now I hope that was not too much information to digest. Clearly some of it was hard for me to say. <laughs> but you know, just listen again a few times if you have to and do your own research to learn more. Remember, it's not a sprint, so take your time and continue to learn every day. The more prepared you are up front, the less chance you have of putting yourself in a bad situation. So plan ahead. You don't have to get into all of these investment types at once. Plan out how you want to diversify. Start where you are more comfortable and add as you go. I guess you have suffered through enough of my corny jokes for one night. So I am going to close out the episode. Please subscribe and share if you haven't already. If you want to know more about me and my business, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Lucrative Unlimited, which is my business dedicated to helping individuals and small businesses reach their business and financial goals. I'm also on LinkedIn under my name, Christian Haddon, and my business page is Lucrative Unlimited. My website is lucrativeunlimited.com, so go check it out and see all of the available services. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Lucrative Lifestyle Podcast. You can follow me there to see when a new episode is up and also to have some positive reinforcement on your timeline. I'm also beginning to add more financial literacy content on there so you can get another recap of topics from the podcast. I will be going into more detail about investing in the future episodes, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks again for tuning in and I will be back next week. Good night. This is a lucrative lifestyle podcast. Tune in to get your mind and your money right.